0: Hi, my name's Julie. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm powerless over food and a whole lot of other things, and my life is unmanageable today. Um, I, I, You know, um, acceptance is a big part of my life right now because um, I forget things. I had this written in my day planner. I knew it was in my day planner. And in between yesterday and today, my brain just said, oh, you're going to your 930 usual meeting. So I'm over there fixing breakfast and thank God Roger called. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, it's embarrassing. But uh, that is part of my life today is I forget things. I just forget things. And I hate that, but it's the truth. So I apologize for being late to the meeting. I want to thank you for having me. Um, I think it's helpful to share a little bit about who I am, what I used to be like, and then I'll get into the step I promise. But, um, you know, if I saw me for the first time in an OA meeting, my my thought was, and I apologize if this language offends anybody, I thought, what's that skinny little shit doing in an OA meeting, okay? So you need to know, I used to weigh 200 pounds. I now weigh about 112. Um, that my bottom weight though, in this program was 98 and my top weight in this program, like I say, was about 200. Um, I quit weighing after a while, but given the nature of how much benching I was doing with food, uh, it's not hard to believe I got to, um, 200 cause I was in the one nineties when I quit weighing. I'm five two. So, um, I I have been all my life. I have had a struggle with food. My first diet was at the age of five. Um, I was born a fat baby. I'm not kidding. I have pictures to prove it. I look like the Michelin man had a baby, you know, rolls, just rolls everywhere. And um, it didn't go uphill from there. I come from a long line of dieters. I know what Seagull and Metrocal are. I remember diet sodas before the new to sweet and sweet and low. So they tasted like carbonated horse urine. Um, and not that I've ever tasted any, but I'm guessing. I think I'm pretty close on that. Anyway, um, I would have school nurses tell me, honey, don't you think you need to lose a little weight? And I would think, "But You know, in my family, everybody had ice cream after dinner, including the dog. Our dog had diabetes. I mean, hello. Oh, so, um, and I learned real early on that overeating, even though we all did, it was shameful. And so I learned how to hide things. Just It just came naturally to me <laughs> to know how to hide food all around the place and to um, eat in private, eat in secret. Okay, so that's how I, that's how I grew up. I grew up um, feeling fat or being fat. And um, I came to Over Years Anonymous when I was 24 years old um, I'm, and my life was not going well, you could say. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's putting it mildly. And uh, I came in and I heard people say they'd lost weight and kept it off. In my 24 years of living life on the planet, I had never known one person that ever did that. So I was kind of impressed. So, uh, I got a sponsor and I didn't work the steps. So I went back out and ate and, um, I just been to Africa and gotten dysentery. And I thought, I know my weight's going to go back up. Maybe something will help. And I've been to Weight Watchers like five times, sorry, not supposed to use an outside name. Anyway, I've been to things five times. I had also been to a program that electroshocks your arm and tries to convince you, you don't like certain foods. And Unfortunately, that didn't work because the dosage they would have needed would have been lethal. Um, so I came into years Anonymous, and the second time I came in, I was humiliated I because I'd gained all my weight back again. And when I eat, I eat like a wino drinks. I don't bathe. I don't go to work. I just stay home and eat and pass out and come to and eat till it's gone. I don't eat when I'm, stop when I'm full, I stop when it's gone. So that's how ovaries namas got me. I saw the God word and I saw that I owed people immense, and I thought they owe me an immense. what? <laughs> Hardly, um, but I kept coming back and I remember vividly a woman standing up in front of the room and saying, you never have to be fat again if you don't wanna be. And I was, okay. So I kept coming back. The problem is, is I didn't really work the steps with my sponsor. Um, I thought I had. I really did. But I didn't. I had not surrendered. Um, I didn't want to turn anything over to God. Um, It was a mess. And I got down to 98 pounds trying to feel like someone who's worked the steps felt. And Fortunately, I began compulsively overeating at an OA retreat, (laughs) makes the other retreatants a little nervous. But then again, when you're 98 pounds, and you go up to 110, most people are just glad you're not going to die that week. So I kept going, because I told myself I'm miserable eating, I'm miserable not eating, I might as well eat. And I did, I put on 16 pounds in six days, I went from 98 to 200 in less than three months. And for the next two and a half years, I tried to get abstinent, going to meetings, working the steps, da, 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 And and they say, you know, if you want to go duck hunting, you go where the ducks are. And if you want miracles, go where the miracles are. And the miracles are in over years anonymous because I tried one more time. Someone encouraged me to try one more time. And I thought abstinence would be like the desire to eat's lifted out of me. It's easy, no problems. That monkey or gorilla, as I call it, was on my back for nine months. I wanted to eat constantly. And I was going to like four meetings a day. I was in eye contact with my sponsor for a day. Uh, and eventually it got better and it's continued to get better. That's, you know, I, the abstinence part, The other part is um, mostly it's a power greater of myself that I couldn't define, still can't define. Um, And action, having a sponsor, being willing to follow directions. I think that should be a tool, being willing to follow directions. It's like, okay. So I did these things. I did what my sponsor told me to do, and I got what my sponsor got. Um, And so where are we at time, please? Sorry, and, three minutes. Um, I mean, three minutes, you've, you've talked for seven minutes. Thank you, that's great, thank you. Okay, so I'll just wrap this up and then get on with the step. Um, a lot's happened, <laughs> a lot's happened. Um, my weight didn't just go down and then whee, uh, I lost weight and then I quit smoking. <laughs> that was worth 20 pounds. And the thing that made me the angriest was number one, the American Cancer Society lied to me. They said, oh, you'll gain five pounds. Oh, the hell. But here's the deal. I was neglecting to tell my sponsor that there were some meals I skipped. I just had a cigarette and a diet soda because I wasn't hungry. Well, you smoke enough cigarettes. It does help depress your appetite a little bit. So what happened to me was... um, I had to adjust my food and I needed a sponsor I could talk to about food. I know they say, we don't mention food. I understand that and I respect it when a meeting says that. But frankly, um, that's where, you know, the problem centers in my mind, but I needed help eating because I really didn't know how. I know how to binge and I know how to starve. I do not know how to eat. It was like a foreign language. And little by little, a day at a time, my weight began to drop as the surrenders came, okay? Um, Like exercise. Uh, I'm one of those people that needs to do that. And I don't exercise so I'll stay thin. I exercise so I'll stay sane. And the nice consequence is it helps with my weight but I do it to stay sane because you quit smoking. Let me tell you, the anger issues come way up. So what happened over time was I, um, I went back to school because of this program. I got a master's degree because of this program, a higher pillar help helped me one day at a time with that. And, uh, I got married in this program and I didn't have to eat any of the wedding cake. And, uh, And so I've been abstaining now for 37 years and maintaining a weight loss of around 80 pounds and uh, learning how to live life. Okay, now I'm going to talk about- That's 10 minutes. Perfect. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about step five, okay? I did the steps because I wanted permanent recovery. I, I want nothing, nothing permanent, but I mean, I wanted recovery. Okay. And my sponsor told me to, and I'm passive aggressive. I'll do what you tell me to do just to prove you're wrong. The problem is, is everything she told me to do was right. So not everything, but just about 99%. So uh, it was, you got to do a fourth and fifth step. Okay. It's hard to talk about five without talking a little bit about four. I felt like somebody had handed me a teaspoon and said, okay, dig through Mount It's like years and years and years of stirred up resentment, but I had it all filed away. You used to be able to say in video form or DVD form. Now it's like an MP3 all there in my head. From my earliest recollection, I had resentments. So this took a while. And I basically had a phone book by the time I got through. And God bless my sponsor. She listened to it. Oh, my God. And I didn't even have to pay her. It was amazing. Um, What I did have to do before I sat down to write was I had to put on blinders like a horse, you know, they put them on so that you're not spooked by anything and you focus. That's what I needed to do a fourth step. I needed to focus. I prayed, got a higher power of God, please help me write what you know I need to write for my recovery. Because some people say, I can't remember. It's like, maybe you're not supposed to right now. It's okay. It'll come up when it's supposed to or not. Just keep going. So I wrote and did all this, did all this writing and gave it to her in the course of two sessions. And what I figured would happen was, is if you've ever seen the original movie Frankenstein, where the townspeople come with flaming brands and pitchforks and all have to go after the monster, I could picture people coming down her street for me because I felt like such a monster with some of the things I had said and done and neglected to do, okay? And it talks about it in the uh, AA 12 and 12, about one of the things we get is acceptance. And also I think a compassion for other people because I was hurt by what other people had done to me. And I realized that I had done the same thing to other people. And I got to have a little compassion uh, for people. I also learned that it wasn't my parents' fault that I'm a compulsive overeater. didn't hurt, but it didn't cause it. And uh, that's like saying they're responsible for the fact that I have an allergy to strawberries. So um, when I gave away that first fifth step, I remember feeling like um, hands Brinker I think he's the kid that had his finger in the dike. I don't know who it was. Some little Dutch kid had his finger in a dike to save the town. I felt like I'd taken my finger out of the dam and big cracks went up the wall and all this crap just rushed out. I didn't have that feeling like Bill says where I'm walking on the Broadway highway hand in hand with my creator. I just felt friggin' relief. Thank God, you know that's done. You know, what happened though was is what I didn't realize is I had been carrying a 100-pound bag of rice on my back, full of resistance. And what the program did was come up and poke a hole in that bag so that over time, I could stand up straight. And I didn't have that all on my shoulders anymore. A human being on the planet knew everything about me and did not reject me. And still love me. That is one of the most healing things I think that can ever happen to a human being. I think that's why they give last rites. This is your chance. Say what you got to say and be forgiven. So, um, consequences of the fifth step. All of a sudden, I got to see all my defects of character revealed. <laughs> You know, bright living color, you know, like they say, a searchlight swept over the landscape. Well, let me tell you, I really got to see, you know, that gossip isn't a hobby or a recreational activity, that it's really harmful. <laughs> and it used to be a pastime in my family. So it was things like that, like um, no, it's not okay to steal, even if they can't afford it. Um all these things came up and I, I got to see myself. Left. Thank you, as I am. Now, here's the neat part is later on in the program, I was forced to make a list of positive assets to balance it out. And uh, the best I could come up with was, I'm a good cook and I like my fingernails. The list has grown since then, but in the beginning I had, you know, the, there's an old, oh, a joke, a guy comes in and he says, I have low self-esteem and everyone goes, oh, and he goes, no, 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 I used to have no self-esteem. This is really good. And that's kind of how I felt was event, you know, the self-esteem, as I started just following the program suggestions, it got better because I started acting in a respectable, I started acting like someone with integrity. This was never a goal for me, but uh, it happened as a byproduct of step five was the beginning of uh, the healing of being honest with someone, of uh, having uh, getting the courage to take a look at what's inside all the spooky stuff, all the stuff that feels like worms in my stomach, all those things get to come out. And I wanna emphasize that it says, with someone who can keep their mouth shut. You don't have to tell this to your sponsor, you can tell it to whoever you want. I don't recommend telling it to a husband or wife, but I do, or mother, oh God, but uh, no relatives. But um, I can tell it to whoever I want to because there's some things where you're going to want to worry about the statute of limitations. So, you know, I love talking with people who have done this step because they give me ideas and, and good, good pointers and, and stuff like that. So as a result of the fourth step, once you're on a roll and you realize, I once I was on a roll and realized. How good this was, then it was a little easier to go on with the rest of the steps. And uh in the olden days where I got out when I got abstinent, you I did the people who are giving away the fifth step don't make their ninth step amends list. Their sponsor does. So everything I wrote about in that inventory went on a (laughs) ninth-step amends list. It was like, oh crimey. Uh so I'm just telling you my experience. I'm not saying that's what you should do. The only thing I know to not do is to not do it. And and I know I go to meetings with a person who got abstinent because they did a fifth step. I I it's my experience that I don't I couldn't do this stuff if I was still eating. That's but that's me. Other people do this stuff while they're eating and get abstinent. So You know, um, this is a spiritual program and the, one of the spiritual rules of thumb I like is if it works, use it. If it doesn't work, don't use it. So if anything I say helps, great. If it doesn't, okay, you know, my experience. Um, and I have done other fifth steps since then. The inventories weren't in phone books anymore, but I have done them. And, um, every time there is a sense of acceptance and love but in the beginning it's shame for me it was shameful uh the things i had done and it was really important to share that with somebody uh and what i and then a sponsor will sometimes share an experience they've had and I've had that experience as well, and it's helpful. It was helpful for me. Not everybody. So um, ending up with this, I think you know I was you know what are the key steps? All of them, because I could not have done the rest of the th- steps without the th- third step. It says that in the AA Twelve and Twelve. I'm just quoting that because when I came in, there was no OA Twelve and Twelve. There wasn't even an OA Twelve. There was just AA literature. So that's the one that's kind of stuck in my head. But I think always 12 and 12 is magnificent and I use it all the time. So how much time do I have left? I don't wanna go over. Yep, Two, uh, you're, that's it, time is time's up. Good, okay, great. So um, I wanna thank you guys and I'm gonna have to step away for just a minute but I will come back um, and uh, thank you for listening. And um, please feel free to erase this tape if you feel, wow, that was kind of a jib. Okay, so anyway, thank you.